Lockdown. Our daily podcast to keep you sane during the chaos. 21 days, 21 professionals to get you through the COVID-19 lockdown. Hi, welcome to day two of our podcast and day two of lockdown. Today's special guest is Janet By The Way. Janet By The Way is a clinical psychologist. She owns the practice Janet By The Way Associates at Lowbrick Therapy Center in Tableview, Cape Town. Janet graduated from UWC with a master's degree in clinical psychology. She then became accredited with FAMAC as a mediator before she began working in private practice, which she's been working in for the last 28 years. She was originally trained in depth psychology or psychodynamic therapy, but 15 years ago, she discovered narrative therapy and postmodern thinking. Discovering this opened doors to many new ways of working and facilitated working in challenging areas, but her special interest remains working with children and families. Good morning, Janet. Welcome to the show. How exciting. It's wonderful. It's really, I'm very, it's great. Yeah. Okay. So staying at home for 21 days uh, is definitely very, very stressful and it's going to be challenging for a number of people. So Janet, we were wondering what are some of the things that you would suggest people put in place to sort of anchor themselves or ground themselves during this time? I think what's really important is that because you're stuck in your house for 21 days, um, there is no structure, there are no rules for how to be at home for 21 days and not go out. So providing or creating some kind of structure for yourself um, and for families, particularly with children, that kind of tells you how this is going to be. So whether it is you're doing work kind of work activities or school kind of school activities during the week in the mornings and over weekends you're doing something different, but to try and create some kind of predictability for everybody in how this is going to be. So people might not like that. They might think, oh, we just want to chill, which will be fine for a short while. But after a while, people will start feeling uncontained and uncertain because they won't know what's coming next. And this is particularly important for children. They're still more or less getting up at a certain time, that there's a breakfast time, that then they're going to do this, then they're going to do that, um, will, will help create some certainty for them. So not having that can make them feel frightened and difficult and you can get even really good kids starting to act out and be more difficult and be more challenging um, because they don't know what's going on making sure that they know what's expected and that means the adults have to think for themselves what kind of structure will I put in place here so having some structure for themselves would also be helpful so Janet when you say structure do you mean structure just in your day in terms of your routine or also structure in terms of the way that the house is set up the sort of different spaces in the house and where those are sort of set to you know I'm a lot of parents are trying to work from home and that they have these workspaces that are now the, the lounge and that was the kids space and where do the kids do their work and where is personal private yeah. space to be alone is that a good idea for families to have these personal spaces so i think that that's a really important point so you're talking about two things you're talking about the actual practical concrete space that you're living in in the home and how those areas are designated so how they might usually be designated 
um, might change under these circumstances because, as you say, people are working from home and they might not have a study or a, a room that they can work in where they can close the door. So what, what are those spaces and what are the rules of those spaces so that everybody knows? When mom is sitting at her desk with her laptop open, that means you need to ask dad for what you want and not come and ask mom. It doesn't mean they will always uh, obey those rules, but having some kind of idea about what is happening. Um, you know, so this might be the lounge now where it might not ordinarily have been the lounge, for example. So um, yeah, that's a very good place. And if you want to be on your own, how and where can you go to be on your own? If people have a very small space to work in, that might mean somebody just going to the bathroom and closing the door and having 10 minutes on their own there. Or if they are lucky enough to have a room to go to, to go to their room and to be able to chill. And also to help people understand, to say, I need some time to myself now. This is what it means. So parents being able to explain to kids, if you want to be on your own, you can tell us. Mommy, I want to be on my own now and I'm going to my room. Rather than starting the kids starting to have a tantrum and what you actually understand from that behavior is eventually, oh, the kid actually just needed some time on their own. Structuring the physical space is important, being clear about where what happens and what the functions of different rooms could be under, you know, under these circumstances. <clears throat> and then structuring... Um, when we talk about structuring, usually what we're talking about is kind of a routine or how things work. What's going to happen now? What's going to happen next? For children, this is really important. And if you think about children being at school, they have a very clear structure and predictability. They know exactly what's coming next. This is what enables teachers to manage large numbers of children because there's a structure that holds and gives predictability for the children. This allows them to feel safe and, as I say, know what's coming next. When you're suddenly at home for 21 days with no program and no agenda and we're not going down to the beach or to McDonald's or to do anything out of the home, having structure in the home is even more important. So write it down. Children, children do better with visual cues. Even if you take little pictures, print them off or cut them out of um, brochures or... <clears throat> magazines if you still have those things um, to show them what comes next you're getting up you're lying in bed you're going to have breakfast then you're going to have your tv time or your gaming time then you're going to play in the garden then this afternoon we're going to i don't know play board games or or mommy's working this morning so you have to do that trying to visually illustrate that somehow, especially for younger children, but even for older children, having it written down to refer to, because remember, there are no external, there are no external things providing the structure. So our society usually provides the structure, but we've now been airlifted out of our society into our home. And even our home, how things usually work there is different now because we're there for 21 days and this is not usually what happens and we can't leave or we can only leave under very certain circumstances. So creating that structure and routine in the home environment, the adults for themselves, even if it is just mentally having some kind of structure, but for the kids, definitely more. The younger the kids, the more concrete it needs to be, um, the more visual the cues need to be. So for very little ones, pictures. For older ones, lists of this is how it works. So this is more or less what we're doing. Obviously, you, you may um, veer off from that from time to time but if you have a structure you can go back to it 
when you see things are getting, oh my goodness, have we forgotten? Actually, what we said to the kids was, this is actually your time to play outside. Let's go and have a look at the list. You know, out you go, it's time to play in the garden if you're lucky enough to have a garden. That is so helpful, Janet. Thank you so much. That's really helpful. And it's so important to acknowledge the simple things. It sounds so simple, but actually doing, actually saying it out loud and making it known to the whole family is really, really important. And is this something you recommend that families do collaboratively or do the parents, should the parents just sit down and decide and the kids just follow? Or what do you recommend families do with this? So families, in my view, are, are, should be benevolent dictatorships. That means, yes, you are going to ask the children their opinion on things, but ultimately the parents need to decide about this. This is not, this is not a democracy. So families are not meant to be democracies. Um, so it is a good idea, I think, for the parents to make sure that they're more or less on the same page. They've got some ideas together. So you're not going to sit down with the children and then the parents are going to start arguing about what they are and aren't going to do. Uh, the, that's very likely to happen if they haven't had some kind of conversation before the time. More or less, this is what we want to do. Okay, let's sit with the kids. Johnny, what do you think? Jane, what do you think? Tandy, what do you think? And allow the children to say what they would. So most 10-year-olds would be like, well, I'd like to game for five hours a day or for 10 hours a day. And the parents, are you going to concede to that? Or are you going to say, well, no, we've decided that you can game for so many hours a day or have screen time. Many children are going to have much more screen time during this period of time. And it would be important to, to differentiate that for children. During the lockdown time, you're going to be having more screen time because we are not allowed to do lots of the things that we would usually do, like go to the beach or go for a walk or ride your bike in the road and so on. But when the lockdown is finished, we will go back to our usual rules. So that children understand that this is not just a laxing off of the rules of how things work. And that in the space that, you know, this is particular to the lockdown period. So asking children their opinions, I think, is a great idea. Children often do have really good ideas and often very reasonable ideas. I'm often surprised by when you ask children the kinds of logical and very mature things they can suggest. That being said, many children will also just go for, oh, I can game whenever I want to. I want to game the teenagers game throughout the night, you know, because... I don't have to get up tomorrow. So, you know, why shouldn't I game until four in the morning? So parents have to decide, you know, whether they are going to allow that. I wouldn't advise it because what's going to happen is their sleep cycle is going to get disrupted. Then you're going to have one up during the night and the others are sleeping um, or when the others are sleeping. And then when the family wants to do their normal thing, everyone's going to be, ups you know, the other one's going to be wanting to sleep and wanting the family to keep quiet, for example. So, yeah. Being clear with the children that you are revising the rules for this period of time and then what they would be and getting the children's input, saying it something like this to children, I'd like to know what you think, but in the end, dad and I or granny and I or mom or dad or whoever's the parent in the family will decide to be clear about that. So they get input, but the decision isn't with them. The decision is with the parent or the person who is acting in the parenting capacity, not with the children. I think that's going to be great, um, especially just in terms of limiting and having this sort of understanding of screen time and how it might be changing. I'm just also wondering, Janet, if it might be helpful then to, to still have limits around, um, you know, the, the amount of time that they are actually allowed to spend. So yes, their screen time is going to be yes. increasing. 
but still to have a limit on that, like you said, to prevent against sleep cycles being disrupted, increasing their irritability levels, things like that. Correct. So I think it is, it is very important. So one of the things that, that um, in terms of when everything changes in a family, the important thing is to have some predictability or as much as you can bring from before to, to give a sense of continuity for children. So what they need to see is, yes, there will still be rules. Yes, there will still be limits, but those are going to look a little bit different under these circumstances. There also still need to be consequences. So there need to be these boundaries and then consequences for the boundaries. And a very simple consequence under these circumstances is then often is removal of, taking away some of the time. So just also to be clear, but be careful for parents is to threaten I'm going to, you're never going to play, um, for the rest of lockdown, you're not playing Xbox again. It's going to be profoundly unhelpful because you're going to need your child to play Xbox because you're going to need some downtime too. So just guarding against extreme um, consequences, realistic. So short, short, short and sweet, not necessarily sweet, but it is. So for the rest of today, or you have an hour less time, or um, and just being aware, don't threaten something that you're not willing to carry through. If you say it, make sure you can do it. If you can't do it, don't say it. That's really good advice. So <clears throat> Janet, you, you spoke you spoke about the, the structure and, it's, and how important it is. And just for, for the parents that are listening, what sort of things should they be including in the structure? Are there certain elements that they should ensure to include or do they just get guided by their normal, their normal regular routine? So, so I think being guided by your normal, normal regular routine, but obviously that's been disrupted because the children aren't going to school, you aren't going to work. So you're going to have to put things in place. So for children, the children are on holiday at the moment and kind of, as we head closer to school starting and stuff like that, I'm not sure if children have work, but having some kind of stimulation for them um, that would replicate school, school time um, can be helpful. Um, so you might decide kind of what's the morning routine. They're getting up at a certain time, more or less, they between this and this, they're going to have their breakfast or if they shower or bath in the morning, are they doing that? Then deciding what activities you would like your family to have and you can ask them what would they like they would like you know what would you like to do during the day no we'd like to play in the garden we'd like to um do some craft activities we'd like to watch some tv we'd like to play on our games and saying okay how are we going to do that and then setting broad times for when each of those would happen also making sure that there is some free time just to chill and do nothing but if that's the whole day that's going to be a problem what you're looking at is during these hours, these are the things that we're going to do. And then we're going to have, have lunchtime at roundabout between 12 and 1 or whatever time, it doesn't matter. Um, and then after lunch, we're going to be doing this, that. So having that kind of very practical stuff, which seems weird, and it will seem especially weird now right at the beginning of lockdown. But as you move into the lockdown, this is going to become really important because people are going to start becoming anxious and unsettled and not knowing what's going on. So in the beginning, it feels like a holiday, but within a couple of days, people are start going to start being antsy if there isn't some kind of structure for them, especially children and especially children and adults that need structure. So some people do better without structure, but many, many people um, actually need structure and predictability. And for those people, this will be particularly stressful if they don't 
don't put a routine in place. I'm not sure if there was, was there anything else that you wanted to ask me about that or is that? You answered it perfectly. Danny, do you have any more questions? Mm -mm, that was awesome. I know. Janet, you're like a rock star. You're like a freaking rock star. <laughs> Janet, you are the best guest we've ever had on the show. The only <laughs> guest so far. <laughs> We're so grateful for your time, Janet. And yeah, thank you for giving us so much information to just ground people and anchor people during this time. I think it's such a lovely podcast to start off with um, by being our first guest, just to give people sort of a roadmap about what the next 21 days will look like and what will be helpful for them. Your, your advice and, and um, coping mechanisms that you, that you mentioned, Janet, keeping to a routine, making sure that there is um, structure in the home, even if, even in such a chaotic world, is so, so important. Do you have any an ending thought to leave our listeners? So I think that during these times when, when the world, when, when things feel so out of control outside our home and things are very unpredictable, um, and we, 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 have a, we don't have a great sense of control, controlling your immediate environment and exercising control where you're able is really important and that's in your immediate environment so deciding how you want things to be in your home with your family is where you can exert control such great advice thank you janet you're amazing you're an amazing speaker and we are <laughs> so grateful to have you honestly we are so stoked thank you janet you're such a champion we're really 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 grateful it's a pleasure. I'm very, very excited about your project. I think it's a brilliant idea and well done to both of you for doing it. And just, yeah, <laughs> this is exactly the kind of thing I think we should be doing. We should be thinking out of the box. We should be thinking, how can we, how can we improve the lives of ordinary people? But I think it's a brilliant idea. Well done. Well done. Thank you so much, Janet. Thank you for joining us. And we will see you all next time on our very own South African <laughs> daily podcast. So that's it for us. We will see you next time on How to Mental Health Lockdown Edition. Stay sane, everybody. We'll check in later. See you soon.